another exciting week of the Apollo 13 Minute, a show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie in the history of cinema, uh, the 1995 Ron Howard-directed feature, Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Chris Henry of the EAA Aviation Museum. And Chris, I note you are very busy this week with the 50th anniversary of, uh, of Apollo 8 going on. This yeah. is, you know, We're talking during the mission here. And I'm sure that you're getting any <laughs> handed interview request hand hand over fist, um, but uh, but thanks for having having a That's little bit okay. of time. It's, it's been fun. I've never gotten to talk to so much space before. Uh, uh, well, before the podcast, I think the yeah. podcast here has taken yeah. over. But uh, it's, spring, it's, it's, it's like a like American Idol of uh, exactly <laughs> of space exactly. But it, you know, it is really cool to see so many people excited about Apollo. Uh, I mean, our inner uh, I guess nerdum. Uh, I mean, you know, people like yourself and me and, and, and the countless other uh, diehard fans of, of spaceflight history, of course, are always interested in it. But it's exciting to see people who maybe normally aren't starting to wake up and get excited about the anniversaries. Uh, that, that's kind of exciting for me as a, uh, as a, a space nerd and as a museum person. Uh, a lot of young people uh, suddenly really into it. I think some of it has to do with the release of First Man, but I think a lot of it also has to do with just the pure nature of the 50th anniversary of a lot of these missions. Yeah, it's it's coming up in places like Gizmodo and things. So I think when, yeah, you know, when, yeah. when it hits the when it hits the social media and people start passing around pictures and realizing what happened. I mean, you know, back back yeah. you know, back when I was a kid, seeing all this stuff on TV, I couldn't believe it was happening and it was yeah. there. And now, yeah. you know. All, you know, a whole new generation, or, or several generations actually now, 50 years on, uh, are getting exposed to what was involved, what uh, you know, how much could go wrong, and how much went right. Yeah, um, yeah And absolutely. it's just all of all of this following year as we're recording this is just going to be one one great anniversary after another. So, uh, but uh, we're we're tra- we're talking about something that happened in 1970. So we'll we'll talk a little bit more on on here as we can watch the continually perilous journey of Apollo 13. <laughs> And uh, and all the guys that worked on this. I mean, last week, last week we talked a bit with uh, Frank Borman about how uh, how many people you know, like they were on the pointy end of a, a very large fleet of people working on this stuff. And uh, this particular minute that we're looking at is a is a good sign of that. I mean, with, with all the fe- people in the front room and all the back room people that they're talking to, trying to trying to solve a problem of saving three men who are almost a quarter million miles from home. And that's, by the way, Jim, that's one of the coolest phrases that uh, we'll ever get to say is just like, yeah, last week, you know, when we were talking to Frank Borman. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, you know, that's, well, yeah, yeah, like we do, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. That's the coolest thing that uh, I think we'll ever get to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's it's just, I mean, just. That's our Fonz I, I, moment. <laughs> I'm still, I'm, I'm still reeling over the fact that uh, I had Frank Borman sitting in front of me eating pot roast at the, uh, <laughs> yeah. at the Friar Tuck in, uh, in yeah. Oshkosh. I, I wanted to get him to a situation where he could say these nuts were stale or something. Yeah, <laughs> it, just, it just didn't happen. So, <laughs> oh gosh, yes. Well, I g- got to come up with some more aviation movies just to get Frank in because you know <laughs> yeah. you and I both know how interested in aviation he is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's a big Strategic um, Air Command fan. The movie, used yes. To well, I, Command, I, I, so. I think we're going to have to line that up somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we might have him on for forty shows. We'll see. A- absolutely, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be yeah. A, it'd be a cool show. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things he was talking about last week was the uh, uh, the book that he read as a child, the Red Eagle. 
and uh, I found it. I found a copy on Amazon for five bucks. So I think I'm I'm giving myself oh, wow. a, a Christmas present of, <laughs> of that's cool of that book because <laughs> uh, the way he talked about it. And yeah, I think we all have that that experience. You know, even, and now knowing even Frank Borman had that experience when he was a kid, reading about adventures and and stuff that made you feel like, gosh, I could do this. I could be a part of all this. And I think that's. That's true of a lot of uh, a lot of aviators and a lot of the, the space people. Just seeing and being inspired as a kid, uh, of seeing this stuff. I'm I, I'm sure you've you've flown a lot of young eagles, yeah. And just yeah. seeing seeing that you can you can tell them this is within your realm of possibility. You can actually do this. Somebody once told me uh, I was one of my mentors named Claire Paisy. Uh, he once told me the most important thing you can do in aviation is simply get somebody else involved in aviation. And uh, so I, I try to try to live by that motto, that thing that he told me. No, that's that's a great thing. And you know, we know we know the art of the possible here. And we've you know we've we've all seen people who you know they solo and get their get their ticket. And uh, it's it's something to know that this is going to continue on for generations. And and even inspiring. I mean, when I was when I was growing up, I I, I kind of wanted to be an astronaut. But what I really wanted to do was work in mission control and watching. Watching these people uh, work, in the, work in the mission, work in the flight plan, that's so exciting. I mean, we see uh, Clint Howard in this particular minute trying to s- sort out the problem. He's, he's playing uh, uh, Cy Liebergo, from, uh, who was a real person. He was EECOM, and uh, just trying to sort out all these things have been taken away from you. All these, you know, all these things have red boxes around them, and you can't use that anymore. Well, how do you stay alive? How do you keep the, the program going? And that's such a that's such a key part of this movie. I think it, it's something that uh, when you watch the right stuff and things, I mean, it it kind of focuses on the astronauts and not what's going on behind what they you know all the people that that help them do this stuff. Well, something that I always thought was important that uh, folks like Frank and, and and Captain Lovell and others have always called out was that uh, there were over four hundred thousand people involved in Apollo, and you know, each one of them had to do their jobs correctly in order for the astronauts to do theirs. And like you said earlier, the astronauts were the tip of the iceberg, uh, yeah. if you will. But uh, uh, what I love about this movie uh, is you get a look at those other 400,000 people. It might just be a glimpse, but at yeah. least you, you get a feeling of, oh, yeah, there were a lot of people involved in this. Yeah, and just being, you know, I mean, we look at uh, Gene Krantz in in this where Ed Harris is playing him and asking him, you know, what's the status? What can we do? They have to, all those guys have to boil it down so that uh, the flight director can make, or the, you know, the mission control, the, the flight director can make the decision as to what to do next and how, how can we handle it. In in this particular minute, uh, Cy has to give uh, Gene Krantz the bad news that the only thing they can do now is... Uh, turn off the only source of power, you know, turn off the sources of power that were going to get them to go to the moon. Uh, from what, I've read the transcripts that, that go on from flight control. They really didn't have the kind of drama that they have here. I mean, this is done for the movie. But Gene was faced with that point of they're not going to land on the moon on this go-around. And I don't think, I don't think it was that an unquestioned thing that... Uh, or a highly questioned thing that it was in real life. I mean, the thing we show in the movie here is Gene has kind of go fever. It's like, let's land on the moon. Let's go. You know, what? Why can't, we can't turn off the fuel cells? Then we won't be able to land on the moon. But uh, from what I've read in the transcripts, that really wasn't the uh, uh, 
the the state of the state of play at the time that that kind of just got jumped over to when going to survival mode seemed to be a real quick thing yeah i don't think there was a there was a real moment where you know maybe after the fact when they finally got calmed down that they had a moment where they realized that the moon landing wasn't going to happen but yeah i think at the time it was just whatever we need to survive and um you know i i don't think they had that sort of pause you know but uh the one thing i always thought was interesting though in this is you know because mission control was recorded as well a lot of the lines are exact quotes from gene and the team yeah oh uh, yeah you it's, know when, when he's talking uh, about like let's not make things worth worse by guessing and and yeah. let's look at this from a standpoint of status like that's all actual quotes from him in the tapes which i i, I kind of geek out at that when it's like oh he actually did say it like that you know yeah uh, you know and, and it's like i think it, it's great that the the screenwriters actually understood that that it was like this is exciting enough you don't have to juice it too much right uh, right I, I I love being able to listen to this stuff and realize that they're they're talking about real equipment. I mean, I've, at, over the years, we, I'm sure you and I you and I have both gone over the same kind of technical stuff with looking at the service module, seeing where the tanks are and stuff. And uh, you know, when you when you think about the size of stuff that was going on there, I mean, there was not just the fuel and the oxidizer. There were the helium tanks. There was the sump that the uh, when you when you pushed fuel through. Uh, the basically the exhaust products would go back into another tank, so it didn't upset the uh, the trajectory of, of the ship. So there are all these different kinds of tanks and things, and uh, and ballast to to you know even stuff out so it would, your center of gravity was in the middle of the of the ship. But these guys knew all those things, and they had to sort it all out in their head, and you know with a pencil yeah. and a piece of paper in it, seconds. In, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I, I, know, mean, I mean, it was instant. They just knew what part of their brain to go to, and they knew that information. And, uh, you know, as an air traffic controller, I could tell you that that, that exists certainly to a point. Uh, the, these guys were just amazing examples of that, though. I mean, uh, the amount of systems they had to know, the amount of math they had to be able to execute just on a, on demand uh, yeah. was incredible. I, I know, in I, you know, as as an air traffic controller, you probably know the the technical term for this, but I know there's something that when you're when you first sit down at the start of a shift and you look at the screens and stuff, you kind of get a map in your head, and it's like the platform or the you know the, the space. You, you have to get the space in your head to say these, picturing where the planes are and where they're going. Oh yeah, getting the uh, getting the 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 flick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, but you know. The, we actually would sit down and do briefings with each other. So you didn't just show up and they say, okay, well, it's all yours and leave. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, there, you have, yeah. yeah, yeah, you have, you would have a good half hour maybe of overlap um, by the time that you actually sat down, plugged in, went over everything. Sometimes casually would, would talk if there were, you know, wasn't anything too crazy going on at the moment about football or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> um, but generally you got the picture, you sat down, it was your baby. And then the other controller would kind of hang around for a few minutes. And I know I did that, where you just kind of hung out, you know, and made yeah. sure that guy was all right. Uh, and, um, you know, once you felt yeah. comfortable, it's like, all right, I'm just in the way. I'll go home, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, there but was a little bit of overlap, though. Yeah, you're you're not getting, like, you know, a storm front's coming and you're not going to go, well, hey, <laughs> yeah. all hey, the best with yours. that. Yeah, yeah, boy, I hope this works out all right. You know, I'll watch the news. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Ah, oh, wow, and and like we like we said before last week, uh, I mean the fortunate thing was this was a shift change, so they had twice as many brains in the you know in the in the mission control and and probably yeah. just as many in the back room, 
uh, thinking it all out. So if it was gonna, if there, if stuff was gonna go south, this was the time to do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, yeah, it's just a, it, it's it's stunning to see uh, all this stuff happen, and I, you know, I would not want to have their jobs, but I admire the fact that that there are people capable of doing this job, and there and there still are today. I mean, there's there's guys working the problems on. Um, you know, in the ISS right now, I mean, the, we we just went through a, a situation where they were trying to track down a hole in the Soyuz uh, return capsule uh, from both the inside of the ship and the outside of the ship, and figuring out how to how to repair it and uh, how far the damage was. And this is going on while you know an orbiting platform that's uh, 300 feet long is uh, zooming through space. <laughs> <laughs> they can't just pull over and fix that. So, um. I, uh, I, I highly recommend, I know we're talking about one, but if you uh, get the chance to see uh, Heroes of Mission Control documentary, uh, it's very well done. And, I mean, people like Gene Kranz and Chris Kraft are in it. And, um, you know, my favorite line, and I think in the film was, if you needed to look, uh, uh, you know, for patriots and for heroes, you had to look no further than the mission control room door. And well, uh, I, very, very true. Very well spoken. Yeah, yeah. When you think about all the, all the stuff that they managed to save. I mean, these were these are billion dollar aircraft, you know, spacecraft, and they could figure out in a couple of minutes how to MacGyver the whole thing and get it working again. I, yeah. I, I I'm always surprised that nobody's ever made a a, a feature movie about Skylab being able to rescue Skylab. Yeah, and, yeah, and save exactly. It. It's just it's stunning, and and a part of that, you know, th- these people were veterans right here in Apollo 13 that they carry that knowledge into Skylab and how to how to fix stuff. I think it's a as we'll say, he'll say later on that uh, this is one of uh, this is one of Apollo's finest moments. I think those fine moments help them be better in future uh, you know disasters. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that uh, uh, it it really was a shining moment for NASA uh, that showed that this was a team. This this wasn't uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, from Gene Kranz uh, that he told me. I don't know if this is ever written down somewhere or anything, but he said there were no room for egos in mission control. And he said we had to come together as a team, so we had to check our egos at the door. And uh, and, and that was it. I mean, there there just wasn't room for egos in this room. Yeah. And, um, but I think Apollo, the Apollo 13 mission is just a shining example of that. Uh, oh, the, of for sure. The mentality of whatever we need to do to get the mission done, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's uh, and they did it. You know, it, this isn't for fame and glory. This is they these were these were people who were relying on them for their very lives. Yeah, and, and I they, I would actually argue that you know the mission control guys didn't get fl- fame and glory probably until Apollo thirteen. Um, yeah, I, I, you I know, agree. I, I don't think you really got to see much of. The, you know, I mean, if you were diehard into the program, you probably were, but I, I don't think it became fame, you know, or glory until what, you know, forty years later or something like that when they made them. In my yeah. opinion. Oh yeah, no, I, I agree. You know. I agree. This is this is where you know th- these are unsung heroes, and uh, I, if if anything, they haven't, they still haven't had enough of uh, of a spotlight shined yeah. on how great they were. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that, that that more more fame and glo- or more heroics are coming up uh, later on this week. But why don't we uh, why don't we end here uh, looking at uh, 
side trying to explain to poor Gene <laughs> the, the moon is over. But uh, we will come back uh, uh, tomorrow and chat some more with us. Uh, if you have missed any previous episodes, and they are wonderful episodes, uh, check us out on the big website at Apollo13Minute.com. You can also find us on social media if you want to talk back on Twitter at uh, Apollo13Minute or on Facebook at the Apollo13Minute Mission Control. Uh, but we will be back here tomorrow. It looks like we're coming up on uh, Lost of Signal in about 30 seconds. So we will see you here tomorrow on the Apollo 13 Minute. Thank you.